Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Good Girl's Guide to Being Wrong and Happy. You're with your co-hosts, Stephanie Richardson and Heather Smith. And boy, do we have a show in store for you today. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show where uh, your wrongness is really a strongness and happiness is just a choice. And I'm Heather, by the way. <laughs> and I'm and Stephanie, Stephanie, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're just going to get real raw with you guys this week. So, um, so Heather, what's what's actually going on in your world right now? Yeah. So I am. Uh, I live in Northern California, and so my house is actually right in the midst of all the fires that are going on. And uh, we had to evacuate, and I currently don't know if I have a house uh, or not. It might be a pile of ash and burnt to the ground, uh, or it might be fine, and I really have no way of knowing right now and no way to find out. So it's uh, still evacuated. There's still, um, it's like 75,000 acres of fire in the last 24 hours. Um, There were 50-mile-an-hour winds that came with the fire, so it actually swept through uh, several miles in a matter of, you know, an hour and a half or so, Uh, really, really fast. There are thousands of homes burnt to the ground um, and businesses. Uh, It's in areas of city and country. It's in wine country. If you ever heard of California wine country, uh, that's exactly where I live and where the fires are, and uh, because of the wind that came with the fires, um, it spread sparks and created, I think, 17 fires in in very, you know, in pretty far from each other, several miles apart from each other, and it's all uncontained. Um, so there's, you know, like I said, thousands of people that have been evacuated. I think 20,000 people have now been evacuated, maybe more. So it's really intense. Um, There's a lot of devastation. It's really intense with just what is going on for everyone and the amount of loss and the amount of not knowing and the amount of danger, frankly, that's uh, going on right now for everybody. This is about 36 hours into it now. So that's where I'm at. And uh, it's interesting. I mean, there's just there's so much natural disaster going on all over the planet, really, and you know, being in America, all over you know the south, south uh, east and west of the coast of America, you know, with all the hurricanes that have been uh, touching land and flooding and raining and uh, destroying homes that way. It's and a lot. Down, yeah, our friends down in South America or Central America and um, yes. and all the different island countries, the Dominican Republic. So one of the things that, um, you know, one of the things Heather said before we started this was, I guess this isn't about putting on a radio voice. And I thought that that was so brilliant. You know, we do this show weekly, and so you guys have heard us during all sorts of <laughs> during all sorts of things. Whether you know a hurricane has just gone through, you know where I live, or things that are going on in our personal lives, or us starting businesses and exploring different parts of that with you guys. Um, and it's not about putting on a radio voice because your life isn't about putting on a radio voice. This show is actually all about you getting to be who you are, when you are it, how you are it, 
whatever that may be like without requiring you to put on a face. And so, um, so anyway, so I thought it would be cool to, you know, we use these tools and the tools that we talk about each week, we use them no matter what's going on. We use them when stuff is good to ask how it gets even better. And we use it whenever stuff is uncertain or when things are changing dynamically. And so, um, so we thought we would just bring it to you live like it is. So, you know, we'll, we'll talk about what's going on and the tools that we're using. And um, one of the things that, that I became really aware of this week, it pales in comparison with knowing that your house may or may not be standing. But one of the things that happened for me this week is um, I had one of those realizations that sort of rewrites your entire history. <laughs> and so and so when, you know, I had I had a friend who said, well, do you want to talk about it? And, and I was sort of uncertain because this person, like this person, it's not like talking to Heather. <laughs> like I can say anything to Heather and Heather will just ask me a question and whatever I say is okay. And um and so it was, so what became really clear to me is that you know that sometimes whenever you want to share something um people may have a point of view about how you should be dealing with it. And one of the things that I kind of want to touch on is there's never a wrong way for how you deal with something. Um there are ways that may create more for you and there are ways that may create less for you, but each one of us is going to sort of deal with however, you know, deal with stuff the way that we deal with it. And one of the things that for me is really important is that we we use tools to change our point of view, but this isn't about having a right point of view. It's not about trying to be positive about something. And, and, in cert and in circumstances like this or whenever your entire world flips on its head, one of the things I love about the tools that we use is it allows us to be where we are while we're there, meaning like if something feels uncertain, we get to go, wow, I feel really uncertain about this and I'm not sure what's going on. And we also have tools to change our point of view um, that makes everything a lot easier, but it's very different than putting on a happy face. And it's very different than making things okay or pretending like things are okay or trying to talk yourself into things being okay if they're not. And so um, I'm really grateful for that. And so I thought that we could explore that. So, um, you know, if you don't mind kind of exploring with us what's going on for you and then tools that we've played with around it, because I know that Heather and I talked earlier um, about, you know, about what's going on. So, yeah. Um, that? Well, <laughs> one thing I also just wanted to mention the all of our friends in Mexico Mexico City um, with the huge, huge earthquake that just happened, um, you know, that we're thinking about them as well. You know, there's, again, there's just so many places all over the planet that are going through a lot of intensity. Well, and so, there's the man-made intensity and the na yeah, natural right. intensity. And natural, yeah. Oh, yeah, not to mention man-made. I'm not even going to go there. Friends in Las Vegas, yeah. friends all around the world. Oh, and, yeah, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. so the, world, the so, world's in flux right now, kids. <laughs> it is, it is. So it, it really, so before, yeah, before we came on here uh, to record this show, um, yeah, it's, like there's just so much up. And for me, whatever I'm going through, um, you know, I've developed the muscle of being in question and not assuming 
like not assuming um, what is going on, but asking questions about what's going on. And, you know, the obvious thing that could be up is that maybe my house is gone, right? And, you know, it's the first house I've ever bought. I absolutely love it. <laughs> it's like, it's such an amazing place. So, you know, the the places our head can go when we don't know what's going on and we don't have information and we don't have the ability to get more information and having to be patient for we don't know how many days. Um, you know, that could be, you know, it's stressful. It's, it is anxiety and things like that. But it really, again, for me, everything is always a question. So those are the obvious things. But I like to ask, you know, what else is going on? Like, what else am I aware of? What are all these energies? Um, for me, I live my life from awareness of energies, and it's not about having to define them all or pinpoint exactly who it is or where it is or what it is, but really just acknowledging that I am an energetic being and I'm aware of energies. And can I, can yeah. I just add, can I just throw something in there? So mm-hmm. when when Heather's talking about staying in question around something like this, what can happen is in the middle of these huge, literally world-altering, like the the face of the planet is being is changing right now, <laughs> yeah, actively, yeah. and and so so there's these changes, and then twenty thousand people evacuating. Do you think any of those people have stress? Do you think any of those people are worried? Do you think that the planet also has like trees are known for giving off? Um, different vibrations, sounds, energies whenever they're stressed or whenever fire is coming their way. So um, whether you're audibly able to hear them or not, your body is aware of those because your body is aware of a lot more frequencies than your ears may hear. And so there's all these different things that you become aware of in these times. We're built with these sensory warning systems that, that give us information when we should get out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so the alarm bells of all the other people that are leaving and the alarm bells of the nature that are around and the alarm bells of of the earth and the trees and the animals, all of that is going off. And so whether you're, you're cognitively aware of it or not, our bodies are aware of it. So one of the ways that that can show up is it can show up as, or stress or wanting to cry or being, um, just these different things that are, that may feel like anxiety or overwhelm or upset. And so the natural thing would be to make the conclusion, not the natural thing, but the thing that we do is we make the conclusion, we go, I must be upset because my house might be burning down. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that discounts all the other things that we're aware of and all the other things that we're hearing and all of the other body sensations and all the other ways that we're actually in tune with the planet that we don't know because we're not used to being, like we're not used to, cognitively being aware of how we're in tune with the earth, right? We're not, most of us are not indigenous peoples that grew up learning to listen to the earth, but that doesn't mean we don't hear. So things, so if we jump to conclusion, I must be, and that's how you know you're making a conclusion. You'll say something like, well, I must be. (laughs) Of course this is. Of course I am. (laughs) And so, so what we did, so when Heather called me, all she said was, could you ask me some questions? Because when we have these sensations, one of the tools that that 
each of us has is we can call one another, we can call other people who have tools to actually look at what it is that's going on for us. Because if you try to change something and that's not actually the thing that's causing the stress, you won't be able to change it. So you may be able to change it for two minutes and then all of a sudden you'll be worried or upset or anxious again. Um, And if you actually address what's up for you and you actually begin to look at, well, what am I actually aware of here? Is it actually my house or is it something else? Am I actually aware of something totally different that I'm assuming is my house? And so that's when she said asking a question. I just kind of wanted to clarify for people who don't know what that's about or why why we'd even be asking what else it would be because it seems so obvious that it would be about the house. (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, and I love the last thing that you said about um, it not being necessarily obvious what it is, but the, I just lost it. Um, When we ask a question and are in question about everything, it actually allows us to get that other information and those other awarenesses. And what you were saying about if you if you misidentify something, if you call it something it isn't, it's gonna you're gonna get stuck with it and you're not gonna be able to change it. When you actually identify what it really is, there's a huge sense of freedom in that, and it really shifts and changes the energy and creates a, a freedom and a movement and a relaxation by discovering what's true. And so for us, when we ask questions of these things, it's it's a way to get to that of what is actually true here, what's the item, what's actually going on. And 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 even that remains a question. It's like that it's you know, it's a practice of the nuances of it. And also whatever you come up with, like whatever different awareness you get or different information it's not making that into a collusion. Oh, I I discovered what it is. That's it. Because again, we're we're aware of so many things, so many people, and so many energies that it really isn't one thing. It's it's many 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 things that we are aware of, and many many energies that our body is giving us awareness of. You know, through sensations and. Uh, all the different ways that we each have awareness of energies. So so asking questions and being in the questions for me is really a beautiful way to uh, navigate through these kinds of times um, to create more ease and more relaxation. And by identifying what's true for me, regardless of how I should think or how I should feel or what is the appropriate response for this kind of situation, um, it it really gets it, it gives me the ability to find out who I am and what's true for me in a moment like this. Um, and again, not from the solidity of it, but from the exploration of it. That's brilliant. Because <clears throat> one of the one of the things I was asking in my head is, you know, how does that how does that translate? pragmatic like how is that pragmatic for most people you know like they're like I'm too busy I'm too busy being stressed out about what's happening around me to to be asking questions like I have real stuff to do so what's the I mean because what I've found is that it's actually really pragmatic in that for me it gives me it gives me more information to work with um but I get that that's not valuable to everyone so for, for me, well, if I have more information, if I'm upset one day, 
so sometimes I'll just wake up and I'll be like, whoa, where'd this feeling come from? (laughs) I'm grubby. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. What is this? And I immediately go to, what is this? And one of the things that I've found, I've found for me is that um, I have, I'm built with an early warning system. So when I wake up and something's off, I get to sort of start looking around in a different way. I'm like, okay, cool. Is this something that I need to be aware of? So maybe, um, maybe what we do is we look at asking, so if anybody else is in this, in a similar situation, maybe we go ahead and walk our listeners through how they could use this to create more ease and yeah. less stress. Well, I was just going to describe a little bit of, for me, what the practicality is in this moment, you know, in the last hour, is that I was getting bogged down. I wasn't, you know, I was getting, I wasn't asking the questions of myself and what was going on that was giving me freedom. So I was getting more and more bogged down and and feeling more and more stuck or like just you know, want to go to bed, basically go to sleep, put the covers over my head. And and instead I called Stephanie and asked her to ask me some questions, you know, because I wasn't obviously coming, I wasn't in the space to come up with questions that were leading me anywhere expansive and light. Well, that in itself, I just want to stop you there, because that in itself has been a really big gift for me, is really getting when... I'm I'm not I'm not able to ask myself a question. So really getting those moments where I'm like, wow, I actually need to reach out for help here. And that's growth for me in my life in general because forever I didn't even know that I ever did require somebody else's, you know, or definitely if I knew that I needed it, it was challenging for me to ask. Um and so it's been a real gift even just having that as a change just being able to call somebody and say, "Hey, um I'm I'm getting myself stucker and stucker and now I know what that feels like and I'm willing to have I'm willing to not be stucker and stucker. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I want to say for some people it may even be a huge leap to even consider reaching out and asking for help. And so that first step may be the first thing that for you is a big change. Um and so yeah. I just wanted to add that bit in. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, again, the practicalness for me was that, like, literally, like, most of the day, my stomach is felt upset and, like, pretty heavy and intense. And, like, I've been using these tools enough to know that, you know, it's not really, most of it's not mine. It's awareness of other people and, like, how many people are just truly devastated right now and lost it, losing everything. And they don't really have the tools to handle that. You know, they're falling apart and stuff, and their life has fallen apart from their perspective. And so, you know, things like that, like I, I quote-unquote get that, and yet there were other energies and other things that I couldn't really identify or, like, in my head figure out or, like, ask a question that would lighten it up, which to me is, like, getting an awareness of it. So that was where like uh, the the thing is like okay i'm not really asking a question that's getting to the awareness of these other things like i can tell something else is going on but i really have no like ability right now to get to it <laughs> so um so to me that practicalness of like knowing when i'm stuck and and asking for help from somebody and 
the willingness again to be in question and to explore. And if that takes, you know, a facilitator and or a friend or somebody to help me with that, um, just so I can be more functional, really. I mean, that was my motivation. I'm like, this doesn't feel very good, and I'm kind of becoming a couch potato and unfunctional right now, and this doesn't really work uh, to be dysfunctional at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a great point. How many times whenever we need to be the most functional do we sort of descend into that <laughs> yeah. less less than functional state? <laughs> well, there's so many, like, um, invitations to do that right now. I mean, mm-hmm. if there's a moment to be, like, falling apart and dysfunctional, it's moments like these, right? <laughs> you know? So I have every excuse to choose that. Like, that is a reasonable choice in a time like this. And, you know, at the moment, like I said, my house actually might be totally fine. I, I just, I don't know. So it's, um, you know. Well, that's a, that's a brilliant point, too. There are lots of times whenever we don't know what the status of something is, whether it's a natural disaster or something that feels really devastating, like the possibility that somebody, that our relationship isn't in good standing, like when we start to worry ourselves about something like that. They feel sort of similar in our system, even though they seem, you know, they seem size-wise to be really different. Our bodies react really similarly. Um, the stress level starts to rise, and we may not be acting on accurate information. So, you know, to spend all day tied up, literally, with your stomach tied up in knots, or you know, completely stressed out, or hyperventilating, or you weren't hyperventilating. I'm just saying <laughs> that's how some people's bodies react. Yeah. Um, yeah. To spend all day like that only to find out that everything was okay, what was that for? And so yeah. we actually have the ability to be in the present moment and um, and not have to react to things that, that aren't true yet. <laughs> well, yeah, to speculation and conjecture and invention, really. I mean, you know, so many people... Um, I don't, I'm not sure what creates it, but I know so many people who don't have the patience to find out what's happened. You know, they go into the upset before they've even gotten there based on what might be and what might have happened. And I just, I know personally for me, that just doesn't work to function that way. And, you know, surrounded by hundreds of thousands of people who are touched by this and affected by this, that don't have that same point of view, <laughs> you know, um, again, it is very um, inviting to go down that road of the what if of what's going on. So, uh, but again, I know that doesn't work for me. I like to be more present with what is and what I know and what I, you know, can do. Well, and even when you're in the middle of, like, I know digging my parents' house, I've mentioned this on the show before, you know, digging my parents' house out of the sand and muck and other people's stuff from a hurricane, even in those moments, there really is like, wow, okay, this is a lot of destruction. At some point, you really just go, where do we start? (laughs) You know, so all the upsets, not even all that, it's not even that, it's not useful in in that it it doesn't help you get through the things that you are going to have to get through. 
you know, like yeah. that's why in part I was saying during the times where you know you kind of need all your all your faculties and all your ability to um, be aware and to follow through and to take action. Those sometimes are the times where you know we want to where we we want to go into less than less than optimum function. And and like Heather said, you know we've got plenty of reason and everybody supports it too. Everybody almost thinks you're weird or you're suppressing something if you're not really upset. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So, um, you know, so to me it always comes down to how do I, how would I like to be living my life and what's actually true for me, even if it's not popular or not what everyone is expecting of me. And, um, you know, what would I like to choose? <laughs> so in this case, I'd like to call Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> that we did so so I did talk to somebody recently and and one of the things whenever I was looking at some of the life altering things um one of the things that someone said to me she said oh, it's so weird you just say these big things like they're not a big deal uh-huh. <laughs> and 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 it was true and I heard what she was saying and then she goes but it's interesting because it doesn't feel like you're sweeping it under the rug or not recognizing it or trying to downplay it it's just sort of a fact for you. And I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I'd actually like to point out the tool that that is of not making things significant. Um, it's actually a huge, huge tool, and it's a huge um, what offensive thing to choose <laughs> to not make things significant. Wait, did you say it, it was an offensive thing to choose? It, it Offensive. <laughs> Yeah, it, off- it offends people to not make things significant when, especially when it should be or is supposed to be. <laughs> like people are like, "What is wrong with you? <laughs> Why aren't you making this so significant?" Um, you know, so that, it, it, yeah, it's um, what do I want to say about that. It's actually been a huge freedom for me because I spent a lot of time in my life making things significant and. It just, it never created empowering me or freedom for me or the ability to change anything. You're kind of required as a teenager to at least visit, making (laughs) everything significant. Significant town, yeah. Yeah, you kind of have to. (laughs) It is a requirement for teenagehood, I do believe. got to practice it. You got to see what that's all about. What the adults have been doing all your life. What yeah. is it that these crazy adults have been doing all my life? They seem to make everything really a really big deal. Let me see what this is about. Right. Ooh, I wonder if I could make it even bigger deal than they could. <laughs> Success. Yeah. So, you know, um yeah, so like you were saying though, you know, you can say some really dramatic stuff like, you know, my house might be burnt to the ground. Um, and if I'm not making it significant, it makes it harder for other people to make it significant, even if they think they should. <laughs> and um, and it's just I found that it makes for more ease, really, because what does it do to make something significant? You know, it intensifies it. It starts locking it in place. It starts adding energy to it. Um, it does all of these things that have well, nothing to do with yeah choice or well what i want to what i want to say there is that on the very practical side of it 
is that now on on the the house stuff um it's a little harder to picture this being true but one of the things i can say is so one of my dogs really needs some help with her teeth okay so i'm going to take her to the vet while you know anyway the, the long story short it's a boring story this was not the life changing story <laughs> this was just one of the day to day things stories but what ended up happening is I got a phone call from the vet that the appointment that I was supposed to have wasn't going to work. Well, I live a really, I live far outside of the city where the, my vet is. And so um, the what they were proposing was really not going to work for me. So if I make it a big deal, if I go, ah, oh, I knew that they wouldn't be able to fit me in. I knew this wouldn't work. This is always, it's always inconvenient. This is terrible. What happens is we make it true and real, and then there is no other option. So what I did is is I um, I asked question. I didn't make it real. I actually didn't call her back because what I asked the question I asked was if I can something change here was what I asked. Can something change here? And I got yes. So I used light and heavy. Um, and we've talked more extensively about that in other shows, so feel free to kind of explore that, explore some other shows. But um, So I used what was light for me. So can something change here? Yes. Do I need to call her back? No. Okay. So I left it. And in my head, I just go, I just said, hmm, I wonder what else is possible. And so today, so that was yesterday. Today I got a call back. We worked it out. <laughs> We fit you in. <laughs> I love it. All today, I basically, from time to time, would I'd get a hit on the vet, and getting a hit to me is just where you think about it, where all of a sudden it's like, yeah. think about the vet. Oh, do I need to call them? No. Oh. So I would just add the question back in there. I wonder if there's something else possible. So every time I would, every time they would pop in my head, I would ask if there was any action that was required, and then I would ask the question, I wonder what else is possible. So basically, imagine that you're whispering in the ear of the people that keep popping into your head. So if someone's popping yeah. into your head and you ask a question, it's a little bit like whispering in their ear. Uh -huh. <laughs> I wonder what else is possible. I wonder what else is possible. If So that's what I could be whispering in their ear, or I could be whispering in their ear, yes, she definitely does not, I definitely do not have an appointment. That's terrible. <laughs> right. Yes, they definitely oh, do not have an appointment. That's terrible. At which point, <laughs> that that opens no doors. <laughs> if you have right, someone whispering in your ear, yeah, yeah. If you have someone whispering in your ear all day, yeah. you know, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. Um, you know, what is what does that create? Versus, huh? I wonder what else is possible. I wonder what else is possible. I wonder what else is possible. So this is what we're actually doing. We're basically psychically whispering in the world's ear. <laughs> I wonder yep. what else is possible. Um, <laughs> I love and, it. And it and it works on two fronts. It works for us because we we go into, huh? I wonder how this could work out better than I could imagine. Instead of assuming that our lives are always falling apart and getting worse. <laughs> yeah. And then it also asks for other people to participate in that, in our lives becoming better instead of becoming worse. Because how many of the whispers that you've done in people's ears have actually been requests that they make your life worse? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I want to talk more about those whispers because that's yeah. really um, so big with for weeks now. So about three weeks ago, and this is practical too, so it's like three weeks ago, I kept getting the hit, talk to my insurance agents, right? Go check on our policies for everything. And Heather and, and I also talked about this. There was yeah. a moment where I said, I don't know if it's an earthquake. I don't know if it's a fire. I don't know if it's right. something. I was like, right. how's your insurance? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've been thinking about it for days already, too. Yeah, she said so, that. She's like, I'm already on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, huh, I don't know what this is, but this hunch, this inkling, you know, this thing that keeps popping in my head and nagging at me, I'm going to do it. So we went in and we talked to our agent and, yeah, totally covered for everything. You know, for we're an earthquake country, so covered for earthquake. We're in fire country, covered for fire. We're not in flood areas. If we flood, the whole world is flooded, so <laughs> we don't need flood. <laughs> We're good on I've that been, one. I've been to yeah. her house. They would yeah. need an ar- I mean, like, it would have to be arc time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, so we went and we checked it and everything's good. Unless and- it's from a fireman's hose. It could right. flood from that. <laughs> right. But then there would have to be a fire, too, so we're covered. <laughs> so, so, you know, so I went and I checked, and everything's good, and we're all set, and we're really covered well for everything, right? And then, like, I think it was a couple days later was the huge earthquake in Mexico. And I kept thinking about earthquakes, too, at the same time. So I was like, huh, earthquake, earthquake, earthquake. And, you know, we're we're overdue for earthquakes here, so it could be any time that we have really big ones. And so the earthquake happened in Mexico. So I was like, oh, okay. That, it kind of relieved that feeling. And um, I was like, oh, well, maybe that's what I was aware of and didn't really. This is where, this is where Heather said to stay in question. Yeah, yeah. So, again, those moments, oh, I wonder if that's what I was aware of. And I know from, a fa- I know from talking to her that she said, huh, I wonder if that's what I was aware of. And what else am I aware of? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because again, I've, I've, you know, have this practice of truly staying in the question, like, oh, okay, I, w- I was aware of that. That was one thing. And <laughs> what else is this? What else am I aware of? So, you know, again, I've stayed in the question, and I, I have had, you know, things like remodeling my house come up a lot, and like. Um, just awareness of the forest and how dry it is and things like that. And and then, you know, the last, I don't know, 10 days or something, kind of just be bopping along and not really anything in particular up. And so um, now, though, to have all of these fires, I'm like, th- like the energy of the fire and the intensity of it, I'm like, oh, this matches some of the other energies that I was also aware of. So, you know, three weeks later, more of it is showing up, more of the things that I was aware of before, you know, awareness of the future coming. Um, Because that's one of the things that's so amazing about energy and awareness of energy is that all of creation is speaking to us energetically all the time. And there's so many stories of people talking about how they knew something and they either followed it and listened or they didn't follow it and didn't listen, and those moments of recognizing, wow, I did know. I knew something. I couldn't pinpoint it. I couldn't define it, but I did know something about this. So, you know, again, knowing that um, insurance on my house is relevant, (laughs) but not knowing how that's relevant. (laughs) So 
staying in the question of what is this? You know, what else am I aware of? And so I now having to this... something. Yeah, I want to post something to the audience about that. Yeah. And I, because you pointed out whether you follow it or not. So I just want to yeah. point out. Um, how many times have you known not to do something, but you did it anyway? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what happened? Did you go, oh, I knew not to do this. Imagine now actually listening to when you know not to do something. Yeah. What would your life be like? What would your life be like? Yeah. And so this is where we keep saying, no, really, this is pragmatic stuff. (laughs) (laughs) No, really, this is pragmatic stuff. But it's weird because we're like, and then the energy of this, but what we're actually looking at is how many times did you know to do something or know not to do something, and you did the opposite of what you knew, and what did it create? So we're actually actively asking for you to begin following that and see what your life would be like. And also saying that there is actually, there are other people on the planet who are actively supporting you in in following what you know yeah. <laughs> and empowering you to know that you know and, and also giving these, the tools that we talk about in every single show are about creating more acuity with your awareness. Um, not only knowing that you know, but also really beginning to get kind of how you know how you know, what you know, when you know, where you know, and what that's like for you, because it's and different for can, everyone. Yeah, and how you can use that to create more ease in your life and create a life that you really enjoy, you know, and having things work out better and having things work out, <laughs> having things go well, having things somehow miraculously work out better than you can imagine. And and that's what I was, you know, starting to point to is how amazing this whole world is and all of creation really that, like, the energies of creation are here to support us. They would like our lives to go well. They would like to take care of us. They would like to contribute to our lives going better. You know, the earth would like to contribute to our lives going better. It tries to tell us what's coming and what it's doing, um, and we just you know, we haven't really been taught to listen. Um, and yet well, we been, still know. You, yeah. Well, you've mentioned earlier, like when we make things significant, and one of the things that I see over and over again that we make significant is our stuff. And yeah. I'm not saying to not enjoy your stuff. If you've listened to our show at all, we definitely say enjoy your stuff totally. <laughs> Ask yeah. for more stuff. <laughs> have more stuff. Or have yeah. less stuff. Whatever makes you happy. Um yeah. But if you make your stuff, stuff significant, that's when people try to stay to the end, you know, like as if mm-hmm. we, you know, the earth is like, get out, please get out. I don't want to hurt you. And we're like, no, my stuff's important. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, nope, oh I'm not going to leave because my stuff's important. <laughs> and they're yep. like, oh, all right, yeah. but I, I'm going to flood, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to flood gonna... and I'm going to fire and I'm going to crack. And you're in the way. Please don't be in the way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are so many, you know, inklings and hunches and and energetic whispers 
that the we, animals leave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Follow the animals. They, yeah, yeah, exactly. If you see the animals running, go in the direction they are going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this isn't the running of the bull. Wait. Oh, no. Never mind. <laughs> that, that or the lemmings. <laughs> yeah, this isn't the running of the lemmings. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah, just what would it be like to use? the awareness that we have for us rather than against us. Um, so so that, I'm, yeah. Oh, I was going to ask real, I was going to ask a sort of um, go out on a limb and I wonder if maybe we want to do a um, sort of a connection with the earth exercise or a awareness yeah. of, you know, an awareness exercise for everybody to kind of play with. Because um, I know that that was one of the things that that helped a lot. It's one of the things we looked at whenever Heather called, was yeah. looking at the awareness of the Earth and and how different what the Earth was offering was from what it seemed like. And so, um, do you want to do? You want to walk us through something? That, and I'm, I'm putting her on the spot. Totally, I didn't yeah. ask. <laughs> well, I'm wondering <laughs> what kind of um, exercise if it would be. Uh, like lowering the barriers or more yeah. about acknowledging energies, like re- like letting in energies, which is lowering barriers too. But, yeah. um, okay. So, I could... Go for it. Yeah, you just got, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're I having a psychic it. chat yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. That's what that sounds like. <laughs> yes, energetic you, conversation. Yeah, you um, can we, use the tools we're using to have conversations that no one can listen to. It's better than pig Latin. Yeah. <laughs> Want to keep a secret? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, let's see. All right, so yeah, I'll do a little guided thing here, and um, feel free to add anything at any time, Stephanie, if you'd like to, and um, or pick up where I leave off if you want to add to it. But um, if you want to, everyone just take a moment. I don't know if you're sitting down or you're walking around. Um, it really doesn't matter, actually. You can do this either way. If you're if you're busy at work and you got to keep moving or you're driving, that's totally fine. You can still participate. But if you're driving, don't close your eyes. Yeah, yeah. keep your eyes open. <laughs> and... Um, um, but if you have the ability to sit down or lay down, go for it. Make yourself comfortable. And um, uh, I guess go ahead and take a deep breath. Take a deep breath in. And in the top of your head and all the way down to your toes. And let it out. And just let your body relax. And uh, go ahead and place your hands on two places on your body. It could be your belly and your chest or your thighs or whatever is comfortable for you. And um, take a moment to just acknowledge your body and maybe say hello, hi, body, and just be present with your body for a moment here. You know, uh, we walk around all day with our body, and yet so often we're not including it or not paying attention to it. So just, again, take a deep breath in, let it out slowly, and and notice your body and notice your hands on your body and include your body with your day and everything you have going on and just let it all go. Again, take another deep breath in and let it out slowly and be present with your body. 
Hello, sweet body. And really just taking a few moments like this, this is something you can do every day or any time that you'd like to. Just taking a few moments to be really present with your body. You don't have to think anything. You don't have to believe anything. You don't have to try and do anything. Just be here. It's kind of like standing next to your body, but you know what? You're already in your body. <laughs> so just be here with your body. Hello, body. And now with the same kind of presence and no need to do anything or just being you, being present, include the awareness of the earth. Big, huge, round, beautiful earth. And notice the elements of the earth. Allow your senses to include the dirt below you. You know, if it's way down deep under layers of concrete, it doesn't matter. The concrete is still earth. Keep going down below it into the dirt. And expand your awareness out in every direction, below you and behind you and all around you. I like to pretend like my senses are like hands sliding across the earth, feeling the dirt and the grass and the trees and all the surface of the earth. Just imagine your senses spreading out and touching all the different things that are on the surface of the earth. And if you're near water, let your senses go out into the water. And that sense of coolness and movement that water has, and those sensations of when water is on your body, let your senses be filled with those energies and that sense of the coolness and movement of water. And taking another deep breath in, include your awareness of the air and that sense of spaciousness that the air has. I like to think of birds flying and how that wind and air must feel as it flows over the body of the wings of the bird and carries it how it moves and floats and flies, and that sensation of the wind moving over its body and the air flowing over its body. Now include your sense of it all, that sense of the air as it touches water, the sense of the air as it touches the earth, sense of the water where it touches the earth, and the earth way down deep under the rivers, under the lakes, under the oceans where all that dirt and soil meets the water, and the water meets the air, dirt meets the air. And how it's like your hand touching your body. That sense of presence with you, your body, and the earth, and all the elements of the earth. Just notice, be, and you have to do no effort, just being present and noticing, noticing those sensations, noticing those elements, noticing that you can notice all over the earth, places you've actually been or places you've only seen pictures of. Notice that you can have a sense of that place, no matter where your body is located on the earth. 
Again, taking a deep breath in, letting it out, and letting your senses go all around the earth and include the earth. And again, including your body. Including you as the infinite being you truly are. So this is a little exercise that I like to do. Just to the practice of being present with me and my body and the earth. And you, know, you can continue on with your day as you like and know that you can actually take the sense of relaxation and presence and peacefulness that this is. And you can be this no matter what you're doing as you continue to drive or as you continue your work day or as you interact with your family or whatever you have going on that you can be present like this with whatever is around you, whatever is showing up. I love so much that we can, that you doing this right now in a time whenever people feel so tumultuous with the earth, as you did that, feeling what a gift the energy of the earth is. Yeah. Um, and so thank you so much for that. <laughs> like, Ooh, that You're feels welcome. really good. And I was not chewing um, crackers in you all's ears. Um, that that was my dogs. <laughs> I was trying I was trying to quell them and quiet them so that they wouldn't make noise. But instead of running away with their treats, they decided to eat them right, right. by my feet. <laughs> <laughs> I was like right at the point where there was like such peace and I was like see no significance the dogs have, they don't they don't value this quiet moment any differently than they do <laughs> any other particular moment <laughs> but I love that because that's about being present with what is and nothing of it's significant, even the peace and quiet and doing a you know meditation or relaxation or whatever. It doesn't have to be significant. You could have kids running around and you can still do this. You can be sitting at work and you can still do this. <laughs> you know? It was so cool because this is one of the energies that, that Heather and I talked about. So many people have decided that the earth is one energy, that the earth is just this peaceful quiet. And um, and that's not actually the way the Earth works. The Earth is full of dynamic, explosive flurries of activity and chaos <laughs> and quiet and roaring. And um, and so, what if we can have all of those elements in our life and have all of them be a contribution and always have access to whatever level of of peace and nurturing that none of it none of it is in opposition to nurturing generative energy we can oh, add uh, all energies um so whatever our idea of peace is we don't have to hold stiff to that so our kids can't ruin our ability to choose peace and our work can't ruin our ability to choose peace and enjoy peace and our ideas of peace may even be different. They may peace may actually include roaring and flurries of activity and growth and intrigue and you know like yeah. all these things that we've separated out from it. And so yeah. I'm so grateful 
for your inclusion of movement and um, and reminding everybody to like, hey, take this with you. Take it doesn't matter what's happening. Take it with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and one of those things I love with the um, exploring the different elements of the earth is. You know, those energies of like if you've ever stood under a waterfall or next to a huge waterfall, like that is some intense energy and that is nonstop movement, you know, like, <laughs> whoa. And yet how nurturing is that energy? Like it's amazingly nurturing or standing in the wind and having the like wind blow on your body really intensely. Like to me, that is so both energizing and relaxing. Um, so I love that you said that. It's really it's so true for me of like there is a, a peacefulness and a presence with movement of the elements and movement of the earth that is super nurturing and can be nurturing no matter what that element is, um, which is so weird. I mean, it flies in the face of what you, what we've been told peacefulness is, which usually entails stillness. Um, which may not be true, <laughs> you know, or just one version of it. <laughs> yeah, I would say it's definitely just one version of it, that yeah. that whole everything has to be exactly right in order to be relaxed. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So good luck finding that in the modern life. <laughs> the second that you're about to hit that quote-unquote perfect piece, the neighbors start bowling upstairs <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or the leaf blower goes on outside <laughs> or god forbid someone next door starts laughing like a maniac yeah <laughs> <laughs> or on your radio <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so you have spent another however long this has been we did not time ourselves but i'm no, pretty sure not. that we've reached the end of today's episode um, yeah. so thank you so much for being with us this has been the good girl's guide to being wrong and happy and we would love to hear more about what you would like to hear about on these shows uh, you can always reach us at www.thegoodgirlsguidetobeingwrong.com or you can also look at the good girl's guide to being wrong on facebook as well So we are so grateful. If you like this show, please share it with your friends. If you hate this show, please share it with your frenemies and laugh at them Um, (laughs) as you share. Guess what you're going to listen to. We are are forever grateful for you. So thank you for participating with us and um, for all you are in the world and all you be no matter how neurotic or peaceful you are today. We're grateful for you. (laughs) And as uh, Dr. Dane here from Access Consciousness always says, what if you being you is truly the gift the world is waiting for? (laughs) I love it. So see you next week, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific. Thanks, everybody. Bye for now.